0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles.
1: has got him in a second back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. Quick pass, caught by Kittle, he dives, and he's in! Touchdown, 49ers! Hey, welcome to Kittle's The Chronicle. a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at Team, part of the USA Today sports media group. Joining me shortly is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee, and we have a very special guest on the pod, Debo Samuel, 49ers wide receiver, ever heard of him? He joined us, and we got to talk to him about, I mean, and Chris, I'll, I'll bring in, we're scrapping the normal intro. Okay. Um, t- Got into a lot with them, from fatherhood to Jordans to rivalries was kind of surprised to hear his response about rivalries. His favorite play. Yeah. How defenses are defending him.
2: His (laughs) mindset was kind of interesting. The answer he gave on that. Like, look, I've been on, I had been on the 49ers beat for the first, I don't know, three, three years of Debo Samuel's career. And one thing we all knew about Debo was like, he's doesn't typically love interviews and talking to the media Mm -hmm. And so when you had mentioned last week that we got him, I was like, "All right, cool, it's Debo Samuel, it's really cool." But I'm just hoping it's like it's a good interview because I remember listening to him on on a radio station, and it I don't think it went as uh, the radio station intended. And uh, but Debo is really good in this interview. I thought, and like, he was excellent. He was he said he said a lot more than you than you typically hear from him. Um, so. You know, and and I don't think it was necessarily us doing anything um, as like interviewers. That was like spectacular. I think he just like he just opened no, up a little bit. <laughs> he opened up a little bit. He, he loosened up. I think after after some of the Jordan questions for sure. But um, no, he said he said some interesting things, and uh, and it was it was good to have him and hear him talk like that because he's he's typically been a guy like guys come into the league and they just don't want to say the wrong thing. And like draw attention to themselves, and I think some of that mm-hmm. was apparent early in his career when he was like a rookie and second year guy. Mm-hmm. Now that he's got the second contract and he's sort of established himself as as one of the better players at his position in the league, um, I think he's a little bit more comfortable in doing interviews, and and I think that that showed in uh, in this interview he did with us. So we we're lucky to have
1: him. I think it also helps. So um, overtime at overtime on Twitter at overtime on Instagram reached out and he did a video series with them. It's a two-part video. Uh they're both about a half an hour long and they gave me this list of talking points to go over. I'm going to scrap those because I watched it and so I'm just going to tell you about it. It's really cool. So it goes through his his off-season training. It goes through his off-season of um th- this past off-season with his trade request and the contract negotiations and just kind of obviously it's not like cameras in the room negotiating contracts but it's it kind of goes through just the more human side of that for him because we just get what's fed out into the media right so it goes through kind of the more more human side and you can tell like how important and he talks about it in the in in the interview but you can tell in these videos just how important his family is and how he now I think when he came in, it was like, okay, I'm in the NFL. But now it feels like he sees football as a vessel to something like a lot bigger for him and his family. And I think that's really apparent. Um, it, like I said in, in in our interview with him and in these videos, so you go check those out. Uh, just go to YouTube, search "Overtime Season." That's S Z N. Click over to the videos tab; they're right there. There's part one and two. Um, it's really really cool. So it's part of this old film series. They're doing it with with a bunch of different athletes. So. Uh, they featured Debo and uh this really good, really cool insight on the Niners wide back. So let's get into that conversation. Meow. Yeah. All right, we're here with Debo Samuel. Debo, how you doing, man?
3: Good. How you doing?
1: Hanging in there. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for joining uh joining the pod. Um lot of lot of changes for you this season. Um, but the one I want to ask you about first, uh, you're a dad now. Uh
3: what's that like? It's great being a dad now.
2: Is there, is there something about fatherhood that, that you've learned, um, you know, since your son was born
3: that that you weren't really expecting? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say, say learn because I got, like, little brothers and sisters, so I was changing diapers, making bottles, and doing all that stuff growing up, but um, he's taught me to have more patience for sure.
1: How many pairs of J's does he own?
3: Boy... He loaded. <laughs> I, I, he 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 loaded right now. <laughs> he loaded up. Dude, does he get at like the same pairs that you get? Well, oh, I try to, but he he got he got something I don't even got. <laughs> <laughs> what's,
2: what's your uh, what? Yeah, what, what's your all-time favorite Jordan? Um, the Bread Elevens. Mm. The Bread Elevens. That's a, that's a good call. So what? How did how did the Jordan deal come about? Like, I, I would assume being somebody who who wears Jordans that you've you've wanted that for a long time but um when it when it came about this off season just just how did that come about and and what's it mean to you to to be an official Jordan athlete I, I'd imagine that's got to be pretty cool
3: um it means a lot um growing up you know um my my stepmom and dad and my mom made sure we literally had every pair of Jordans that was coming out but um how it came about um I get this ugly dude that I know named Parker Kane um he do a, he do a pretty good he did a pretty good job so um um i remember us sitting down what was it last august um when we first had our first sit down and he was just, we was just going over the things that i was interested in and things that i want to do and brands and stuff that i want to be a part of and um he was like a lot of this stuff in your name is going to take a while so um you know i sat down i i did my part like i told him i was going to do i went on the field and did my part um, and so I put, there was a lot of pressure on him getting stuff done and he said it was going to take, take time to do. So, um, once he went out there and got that done, even though it was a lot more stuff that, um, uh, that we've got done together, but that was one of the major ones that I was really interested in. So when he went out there and got that done, I was, I was pretty stoked.
1: Man, that's incredible. Um, what, uh, I want to transition real quick to, to the football field. Let's talk about Christian McCaffrey and your reaction to that deal being made, adding a, adding a player like that to, to an offense that already has yourself, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, what was your reaction to that?
3: Um, it was kind of crazy. Um, it was kind of shocked too in, in in a sense, but, um, looking at it, like if you look at our offense as a whole, you're like, how the hell is anybody's going to stop us? If you get know what I'm saying, um, with getting Elijah back this week, um, another five power we got and right. just getting all the, de- uh, getting all the defenders back as well for for us both our linebackers. Um, Ken Law Armstead on the way back, and you get, you know, Demenez, Jason Ferret back out there. I mean, hey, we capable anything at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah. So one one guy I want to ask you about is, is Brandon Ayuk. And um, I remember you wearing the the shirt, uh, the Brandon Ayuk shirt when when you had your press conference after signing the contract. And and I know you guys have gotten close. How how have you seen him grow sort of behind the scenes um and become a little bit more of a veteran now? And uh leading to, you know, increased production on the field for you guys.
3: Um, you know, as time goes by, you get better. You fit you figure out a routine. Um, you you know your strength, you know your weaknesses. And I feel like with him coming back from this past offseason, I have seen a total different branding. Um, faster, you know, in and out of breaks ten times better. I mean, it's just it's just like as as I look back at my career, you know, I didn't have my splash until last year. So I feel like he's coming along and like this is year three is like when you really figure out what you're good at and all the things that you work on. And I feel like he took that offseason to really work on that and came back a different player.
1: Do you feel like defenses are approaching you differently this year as a player?
3: Honestly, I really can't tell you. Um, I really don't know. I mean, honestly, with all the guys that we got, I, I, I really don't. I really don't know what they'd be doing out there with all the guys that we have now. It's just crazy. So, I mean, <laughs> I just go out there and uh, shit, I just be like, how I'll be all over the place. Like what the hell is going on with all these guys? <laughs> uh, one One
2: guy I've gotten, I've gotten to spoke to speak to a few times um, is Trent Williams. And he just seems like a really like pretty down to earth cat and someone, uh, I don't know. I, I know you guys have become, have become close. I, I'm wondering what your relationship is like away from football and, and Sort of, uh, what led to you guys becoming friends because it seemed like that relationship materialized pretty quickly.
3: Um, it happened quick, um, believe it or not. Um, it's crazy, like, don't take this the wrong way. Like, I did not watch football growing up, like, so, um, I remember, um, was it my second year? Yeah, my second year, I'm training in Houston with Jet McKinnon, and um, we're training in this gym, and I didn't even know it was Trent's gym, and then uh. You know, I, I just got the news that we traded, we we got a guy, Trent Williams, and I'm like, fuck, who's who Trent Williams? And, 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 like, I walk in the gym and I'm like, Jet was like, that's Trent right there. I'm like, huh? And, like, you see this big, massive-ass dude and, and it's just like, oh, shit, and then you see him lift and work out. And you're like, man, what the hell? And so, like, instantly, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like, what's up? And I, when I first met Trent, it felt like I knew him forever. So, um, from that day on, like, we was we was we was chilling and kicking it from 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 then and like now it's just like you know what I'm saying I I I I look at him as a mentor as like my big brother. Do do you guys like collaborate
2: and talk about what song is going to be playing on the jukebox as you guys are walking out? Like how
3: how does that process work? Sometimes he be like yo Debo you picked a song and then sometimes I'd be over there listening to my music at the end of my locker and I'd be like bro tell Trent picked the song and that's just how <laughs> that's just how we go about it does that happen the day before a game or day of it happens like two three minutes before we walk out there <laughs> <laughs> it's not a process no nah, it's not a process we just like what we feeling in the moment is what we rock with so we-
2: is is it typically like if you guys win a bunch like if you win you you don't change the song and like yeah, you, yeah, a, a song will ride true. for a
3: while that's true that's true yeah okay
2: do you, do you do you know what you you guys are gonna ride with after the uh
3: against the chargers we're gonna ride with that rough rider that we vibe to we was in la
2: okay
1: all right yeah know right. oh. so you get the win you get the win against the rams you go to four and four um i think a lot of teams might with kind of the adversity you guys have had on uh, injury wise i think a lot of teams might have kind of folded up at this point but you guys go into the ram go into l a um you beat the heck out of the rams you hit the bye and now you're looking at a team that i mean you mentioned it getting healthy uh made a run like this last year how does last year's run and really 2019 how does that experience help you guys in this season knowing that you know four and four coming out of the bye that you can make a run
3: um at the end of the day we don't focus on what we've done in the past uh we focus on what we have right now um week by week we don't think about, you know, at the end of the day, you're thinking about the Super Bowl. But as in, in reality, you have to approach it week by week and just not think about the long term goal. So um, we're most focused on, you know, right now we're going Um our job is not to lose another game with the team and the guys and the coaches that we have. And um, that's what that's what we that's what we standing on. And, you know, we're just going to go out there and just just do what we do.
2: What is it about the Rams? like what why do you guys think that you guys are are so good against them and pretty, like obviously 8-0 in their last in your last eight regular season games against them is like is there a real natural rivalry there is it is there a ratcheted up intensity is there like i mean you guys have needed wins these last few times you've played them in the regular season obviously just what is it that's led to this 8-0 record
3: against them um I, 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 it's, there's no secret um it just there, there's no secret. We just go out there and play ball. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a, a rivalry. Um, I would say like Seattle is more so of our rivalry with the with the back and forth and how many times they've beat us and we've, you know what I'm saying, we've got a couple here and there um, and they play really good right now. So um, we know what's at task when we get to that point. But right now we're so much mo- more focused on the charges.
1: Uh, I want to congratulate you right now. We gave away war- awards on our podcast and uh your 57-yard touchdown against the Rams won an award for best play of the first half. So congratulations on that. Appreciate uh, I know it. you're pretty probably pretty fired up. Um what uh what's been your favorite play in your career to this point? If there is
3: one. I don't think I have one. Cuz okay. cuz as as humble as I as I am, I you know, going back to that Rams play, people was like going crazy and I was like uh I didn't See nothing too crazy about that play, but all right, I just caught the ball and started running and scored. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not a lot to it.
2: Uh, I was I was on the beat in in 2019 and and uh, was around you guys a lot. And I you know you and Emmanuel Sanders are obviously very close. Um, and you guys, I remember I, I asked you guys about your robe one time, and and uh, that the, he got you guys all he got all the receivers robes for. I think it was Christmas, the Versace robes, and I had the audacity to ask if they were real, and you guys made fun of me for a while, and I totally deserved it. But I, I'm just curious, like what your what your relationship is like with, with Emmanuel now, and and what are the things that that you sort of learned from him as you know, as your second year in the league when you guys got him, him being a veteran, um, what what lessons that that you took from from him in terms of being a professional and how he's helped you in your NFL career.
3: Um, more so anything, um, just becoming a pro, um, it's that task, know your job and nothing matters, but you're doing your job the right way to, that'll that keep you going in this, in this profession for a long time. That's why I done it for a while. Um, but more so now, like even, you know, he's retired now. Um, it's more so like regular conversation, not more so about football. It's about like how are you and your child? And you know what I'm saying? Um, I asked him how, him and P, you know what I'm saying? He was like, he, he, he loved, like he's able to give more time to pee and his kids than anything now. So it's just like normal conversations along those lines.
1: Um, excuse me. So when, what is it about? So you're talking about Emmanuel Sanders and, and you obviously you had a really good rookie year. And then, like you said, you, you really blew up in your third year, but, We've seen a lot of receivers kind of come in and and you know maybe have a decent first year and then maybe struggle a little bit in year two. Is there something about Kyle Shanahan's offense that makes it tougher on rookies to to learn, or is it shanahan's coaching style like what what's your input on that?
3: It's harder to learn um for sure mm-hmm. uh the knowledge the the formations, the terms, and all the stuff that go into his office is so hard. Um, as as I go back to my rookie year, you didn't see me start playing really well till week eight, nine. So that's how mm-hmm. that's how long it actually takes for you to to learn and go out there and play fast without thinking.
2: What was your first impression of Kyle Shanahan at, at the senior bowl? And and when did when did you realize that like, oh, this is somebody that I would I would like to play for?
3: Oh, uh, we kind of built that relationship like instantly. Um, Kyle just being that cool guy that everybody sees. Um, he's he's like that every day. Um, he's no different. Um, he's not going to fake it. He's not going to put on a show like he's somebody else. He's just going to be himself.
1: Is that helpful when a coach is when a coach is like that? Like you don't have to guess what he's gonna how he's gonna act. Yeah, for sure. No, no. Um, on game days, how, what? How do you? I, I'm trying to think. I'm I guess lock in is the word I'm looking for um like there's there's a tenacity and an edge that you play with is there a place that you go to try and not like a physical place but like a mental place that you go to to lock in like that
3: no nah, not at all
2: well what's your game day process like then like when when you wake up because you you seem like you know i've seen you at practice and in the locker room like you seem very relaxed and normal but when you know when it's sundays and and um when there's time on the clock you you just seem like you have a completely different demeanor about you is I'm assuming that's something that, um, you know, obviously a lot of football players have, but w- how how did you sort of develop that mindset? Um, and how, how do you describe sort of what that mindset is while you're playing? <laughs>
3: it's it, it's nothing different. There's no secret. I mean, what you see at practice is what I do in, in games. I go out there and literally have fun and that's what it's all about. Um, but there comes the time, a time, a, a point in the game where like, you know, you look up there at the clock and you like, shit, either we got to do this or we fucking going home. And like, I think it's just a, it's just a, it's just a switch. It was like I kind of grew up with with my father, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not a good loser at all, at all. Like, I hate losing. Um, My people know, my family know, if we lose a game, like, don't too much talk to me. But anyway, uh, it's just like that (laughs) edge that that he's put in me, like, you know, um, never do whatever you can to not lose the game and like, I go out there with dad and like, I don't too much like jack myself up for a game. Like I just put my headphones in go out there and just be me. Do you, do you remember,
2: remember the- like when you, when you were a kid, do you remember the first time you really realized you were super competitive and, and hated losing like that?
3: Um, I think I always been like that. Um, Cause my dad was like that too. When we used to lose games when I was little. Dude, does your dad play football? No, nah, he was my coach.
2: Okay.
1: Um, Tell us real quick. Tell us about what you're doing with, uh, with overtime.
3: Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty done now. Um, you go on YouTube, you check out the series of uh, leaving leaving a legacy. You know, not not more so about just football, just about life in general.
1: Very cool. So check that out on YouTube, everybody. Debo, thanks so much for your time, man.
3: Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Debo.